0: Yeah, I'm not uh, I'm not doing that. That's just not going to happen. I'm not just going to release it unedited because... If you're a real podcast, you would. Well, there's usually like anywhere from... Two to ten minutes of complete silence while we're looking
1: shit up. I'm, well, that was one thing I listened to last week. I was, I was like, "What do you do for when I, I hope you edit this out?" Where I'm like, actively is like, yeah, I'm searching. Edit this out. Edit this out, please. I'm searching this on <laughs> my that's phone. Every
0: episode, the half the time, Parker will like, f- like hear a uh, or, or, or read something where he's like, "Oh, this is really interesting," and then there's dead silence while he reads the article to tell us what's so interesting.
1: And then you just cut through to him being like the. Like the meat of like the story, what, what you want to hear. <laughs> so, oh,
0: I am exhausted. I'm so tired. I do not
1: being uh, <sighs> not working for eight weeks is really exhausting for you. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. That's that's what's really kicking my ass right now. <laughs> no, I did like 27 holes of disc golf because why not? Um... You know,
1: the the, the <laughs> thing that that brought you to like your injury is
0: well, yeah. I mean, but now I'm I'm I'm. Almost better.
1: Yeah, Chris, it's a shame that you accidentally uh, bashed my hand into a sign. I know that was really crazy how that happened. Yeah, yeah, a freak
0: accident. Yeah, boost. weird. No, I no know. way to stop it. No Act way. to God. To <laughs> God indeed. Hey
1: everybody, <laughs> welcome back to Chris. <laughs> a
0: podcast. For each week we talk about movies, both new and on Netflix. Uh, and this week we have two new movies. Two, review. Movies, two
1: in movies in and you theaters. In theaters. To pay money for it.
0: Yes, yes. I uh, decided, fuck money. I don't need it. <laughs> I'm going to go <laughs> to two movies in one day because why not? My time is worthless. <laughs> so this week's movie is The Man from Uncle and Straight Out of Compton. Straight Out Compton! No, 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 no. Oh. Keep, keep your mind up. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm Chris Klump, with me as always. And I am Michael, as sometimes. As sometimes. Michael Karstetter. It it might soon be
1: be always the way this is is, is going. Uh, Well,
0: I mean, I I don't know. Eventually, we might get the old crew back when they aren't done doing other things of of importance.
1: Yeah, nothing that they're doing is important. Just no, no, no. nothing. I, nothing that doing yeah, I was gonna say
0: Matt doesn't need to keep planning and paying for a wedding, you know? burning, burning money mi- as
1: he as he told
0: me last night. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I I think it's hilarious. He was I was reading something you wrote on Facebook about how he's like I didn't think it would be this bad or something to that effect. Of like I know they said it would be expensive, but I didn't think it'd be this expensive. And
1: Christina, I, I saw it at a show last night. They were like I was like yes, yeah, so I heard you guys just like going through money. like she's like you have no idea. Just the stupidest shit. You just had to throw hundreds of dollars towards I'm like, I'm like, and to think, like, back in January, I had to talk Matt down from spending $600 to have ice cream at the wedding.
0: Right, yeah, it's stuff like that where you're like, I, I remember for my own wedding, there there was a big to-do because I wouldn't pay, or I didn't want to pay uh, a lot of money, in my mind a lot of money, to get, like, a custom uh, cake knife. <laughs> Like, with our names engraved on I'm like, what am I going to do with that cake knife when it's done? I'm not going to frame
1: you it. You have it, on the it wall. and then you try to use it awkwardly, like, you might flip your eggs with it or something like I that. I
0: guess. I don't know. I mean, like, I'm never going to need a cake knife that's, like, three and a half feet long. Yeah. Fuck, sword. fuck
1: memories of, like, the happiest time. I got,
0: I, got, I, got I got enough memories through a drunken haze. I drank a lot of beer that night. <laughs> anyway, before we get into the man from Uncle, let's get into some news. Michael, what do you got for me?
1: Um I meant I meant to bring this up last week but they announced the Dark Tower release date. You know that the Dark Tower series which they're still planning on like doing like movies and they've been talking TV about show, since the mid 90s TV sh- <laughs> like it's going to be like a hybrid of movie and a TV series eventually. So it's getting another they, release date. And they have a date. January 2017 release date. And it's going it, it's going to be based off the Gunslinger obviously the first book and right. it's going to have to be an R and it's going to have to have a relatively high budget I feel like and I just I can see one of the I can see one of the movies coming out. I just don't know if all of it will ever see the whole thing completed.
0: Well, considering Stephen King isn't even done writing it yet. No, no, he's
1: done writing it. Is he done? Yeah, the book, the series is done. Is it done? Okay. Yeah, edit this shit out, man. Keep... You look like an amateur.
0: What do you talking? Well, I fucking hate Stephen King. All right, I <laughs> oh. really do. I'm I'm gonna go on record here. I fucking hate every, every Stephen C- King book I've ever read. By the time I'm done reading, and I'm like, well, that was a fucking waste of time. So. <laughs> It's not true at all. I just I I seriously can't stand his writing. Every time I read him I'm like, "Wow, this is like if H.P. Lovecraft didn't know what he was doing." Ugh. Yeah, sometimes and so.
1: the, en- the endings are a little clunky, but A little? I enjoy them. So,
0: but I anyway, I I would like to see this the gunslinger movie if only because it's become the Chinese democracy of films in my opinion. They keep trying to make it and it keeps not happening ever. Wasn't Ron Howard at one point attached to Uh, it? I think he's still
1: producing. Is he still? At one point, he was
0: directing. I can't remember.
1: if They have a director attached or not, but it we'll we'll see. Yeah, we'll see
0: when when twenty eighteen rolls around. They still haven't fucking made it. Uh. I'll I'll
1: wait till the I'll bring up when that gets delayed.
0: (laughs) So I have a piece of news here that I'm I'm pretty stoked about. Mainly because I can't believe it's going to happen. So remember, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Oh yes. I don't either. But uh, I, I <laughs> that movie I think nobody I wants. You still own it. it, maybe? I no, I definitely own a copy of it because uh, it's it's an okay. Movie. It's not the it's worst not comic as movie. Bad. I, I it saw was the, the worst movie that killed week. Sean Connery's career. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah that was one he after, stepped away from. After after *League of Extraordinary Gentlemen*, he said uh, something to the effect of, "I guess I'm bad at picking movies anymore. I quit." And he um,
1: hasn't been back since nope, from what I nope. can tell.
0: Well, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen is getting a reboot and it's going to highlight all the female characters. Which not opposed to, I mean No, that's not a bad idea. The
1: comic is I, I've read the like the graphic novel series and right. it's very it's very hard to adapt, because it's not it's just not one that would f- it's not gonna appeal necessarily like to Wide audiences and stuff, right? Just, well,
0: this one they're going back to its roots and making it authentic to what the fan base was really excited about.
1: I'm not adding uh, Tom Sawyer to the yeah, so, yeah. The cast and just making it an action like a straight up yeah, they're going well, generic they, they, action film.
0: They've been citing that they want to like the the one of the writers has been inspired by Mad Max Fury Road, and so he wants to make it like a, a balls the wall action film. With all these uh, uh, female leads, more and power stuff. to them. I mean, good luck. Good luck, um, though. Mainly because, like you said, lead extraordinary gentleman is such a hard thing to sell. Yeah, like, uh, it's so it's, hard. It, it, it it's very confusing. It's very abstract. It's, it's like, not. It's the super friends of literature, huh? It's very hard to to get your you know mind around. So, uh, but hey, I mean, who knows? I've been wrong in the past. We have Let been wrong. Uh, <laughs> and Paddington. So many other times <laughs> when I thought a movie was going to be pure garbage and ended up being amazing. So who knows? Is there anything else? Anything you got? Um, Any, anything else at all? Colin, Tre-
1: the guy, Colin Trevor? Or how do you say his last name?
0: I'm bad. I'm horrible. I can barely pronounce the, the your guy last who directed
1: name. Jurassic World is just confirmed to direct Star Wars Episode Nine. Oh, wonderful. which
0: is pretty cool. Uh, hopefully,
1: hopefully they'll have a better writing. God, game. Episode Seven is going to come out in a few months, guys. And oh my it's, god, I'm
0: so excited. I'm, I'm
1: excited, but I'm also like, there's going to be so many high expectations. I, you know, what? I just got to go and be like, I'm. Just, it's going to be an enjoyable film. That's all I want.
0: Nope, nope. It, it does to, to be, be the best. Better than New Hope. It has to be better than the original Star Wars. Damn. It has to be better than... If, if it doesn't make Empire look like episode one, it is a failure, sir. <laughs> Even if the movie does fail, it could, it could get, like, a one on Rotten Tomatoes, and they will still make all the money. It's going on to its break day, the box will, office. Yeah, on its opening night, it will break box office. I think office. it's going to,
1: like, absolutely destroy the box office for, like... For, like... <laughs> I don't think anyone's going to be able to like, top it movie... for... until. The only thing that's going to top it is another Star Wars. That's... Yeah,
0: I, I, I could see uh, Hollywood executives right now is being like, "Well, we have a release date, and it's the same date as Star Wars. Just cancel the movie."
1: A lot of well, why, Mission, uh, mission Possible uh Rogue Nation was originally like in December, and then they bumped it. Like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. they went six months because I guess they. We're ahead of schedule. And, like, why are we going to release it like now? Like, yeah, why get, why get, would we release the it way. around Star Wars? Like,
0: yeah, nothing should be released around Star Wars because it's just going to get swallowed up. Like that two weeks, like
1: that until Christmas. Like, it's I'm pretty sure it's probably like clear of like different like big movies. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, yeah. But then everyone else seen it. But like, you need that's going to like need at least two weeks.
0: <laughs> but um, go, g- going off a uh, uh uh the news that we were talking about specifically your review of Fantastic Four, um. Last week, I've been doing a little digging, a little a little reading up, and apparently, <laughs> they're not sure if it's completely related. But since uh, the release of Fantastic Four, which correct me if I'm wrong, this is week three, and they still haven't made their money back.
1: No, it's week two. Is it week two? It's down sixty nine percent, which is a huge drop from only making twenty seven million. Yeah, its first yeah. its opening weekend.
0: Um, apparently, it is doing so poorly that Fox's stock is going down <laughs> the i believe company it stock is taking a hit it was so and and of the 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 blowback is so bad that the um the marketing team from from fox just li- literally released a press statement asking uh fans what do you want from us what do you want us to do just tell us what you want and we will do it because we're desperate <laughs> That's essentially what they said.
1: I mean, they still said they're pressing forward with Fantastic Four too, which Oh yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna. Happen. I guess that's.
1: I guess they're so commit. Obviously, Josh Trank's not gonna be back. Oh no, no, no. And they're gonna have like, probably get a a known director who knows what they're doing, and hopefully just do like a semi reboot of like, hey guys, let's forget the first film happened.
0: <laughs> another another origin story, um, but yeah, I just I just love the idea that the the. Executives are just so distraught now. They're like going to the fa- like they're gonna crash at random uh, comic book stores and be like, "Hey, listen. Let's say we gave you a hundred and fifty million dollars. What would you do with it for a fantastic? Uh, Four I'd make
1: Doctor Doom a real character. Yes, yes, and not make him look stupid. Well, precisely. Also, I'd, I'd revert the. I'd give it the Marvel. Studios <laughs> is what most people would That's say. That's what most
0: people are gonna say, and they're not. They're not gonna do that. Nope. But they want to. Nope. Can't be made a mockery of all right well before we get into our feature presentations two can you have two feature presentations What? Well, well we do yeah we do uh, <laughs> they're about uh, feature films let's uh let's get into some trailer time so the trailer we saw actually there's more of a teaser but in in classic style of, of the director, it was a two and a half minute teaser. Yep. Whereas most teasers that's, are thirty seconds. That's all I want to see. Uh we saw the teaser for the hateful eight. Uh let's see. In post Civil War Wyoming, bounty hunters try to find shelter during a blizzard, but get involved in a plot get involved in a plot of betrayal and deception. Who will survive? This cast, I mean, we talked about this, but I'm going to talk about it again. This cast is incredible. You have Samuel L. Jackson. You have Kurt Russell. You have Tim Roth, Jennifer Jason Lee, Walton Goggins, uh, Zoe Bell, uh, Michael Madsen, Bruce Dern, uh, James Parks. Let's see if anybody else on that looks about it and of course directed by quentin tarantino uh i'm gonna go first here damn i love the route this movie looks like it's gonna take um the last time tarantino did a western of course was django unchained which was a big almost sweeping western of him Doing like like you know they, they 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 travel a lot. They have training montages. It's this big sweeping epic story. And he had said that what he wanted to do is a movie similar to Rio Bravo. So, in 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 my opinion, you have you have Django Unchained, which is almost like The Searchers. Have mm-hmm. You ever seen that Western with John mm-hmm. Wayne? It's no. incredible. Um, directed by John Ford in 1956. Director of the Searchers, which is a big sweeping John Wayne western, of him and uh, uh, this one like kid sidekick going on a, a, a hunt to save John Wayne's niece, I think, from from being captured by by uh, Indians. Um, and so he has you know that 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 kind of feel for for Django Unchained. This movie looks like. Rio Bravo, which is a Howard Hawks, uh, western from the fifties, a John Wayne film. I haven't where seen any. Most of it takes place in a prison, a small jail cell. Um, all right. And it's mostly just John Wayne and a few other guys. It's John Wayne and um, uh, Ricky Nelson and what's that crooner, Dean Martin. Ah, oh, Dean Martin. So yes, there is some singing. Um, and, and so Tarantino said he wanted to do kind of the people hanging out kind of feel of Rio Bravo. This movie has that feel to it, but with a Tarantino twist of darkness where it's all these, you know, these eight people stuck in this cabin. It looks exactly what I love in a Tarantino, like the, the kind of stuff that, where, where, where Tarantino really shines specifically like, um. In *Inglorious Bastards*, that opening scene where they're going back and forth oh at the
1: table—God, that scene! That
0: scene's incredible. This movie looks like it's just going to be that for 120 minutes, or just
1: <laughs> 120 minutes. You know this movie's going to be almost three hours long. Oh, I know it's
0: going to be—it's going to be, be incredible, and I'm going to love every minute. I know, of it. I can't wait. Um... Yeah, a, but you you get the idea that it's like uh, Kurt Russell plays a bounty hunter that always brings them in alive. He never they they call him the hanged the hangman because when he, when he catches them they hang. And he captures a woman who's worth quite a bit of money, and it looks like everybody in this cabin is also a bounty hunter. And so like, they're gonna it looks like they're gonna try to like portray each other to get to this woman. Ah, uh, it's it, it looks it looks exactly like what I want It'll in a have, like... film.
1: Django and Jane was like a little bit like it. Had, it was they had like a big action sequence near the end, which was like I wasn't expecting it at all. Because, well, I guess I mean Tarantino's never been afraid to have action Tarantino's has since, never shot away Kill from Bill action films or, since or violence Kill, in general. Yeah, but since Kill Bill, um, this one looks like more more dialogue. Which, I mean, you come to Tarantino films for the dialogue. Oh yeah, exactly. You're never bored. Like cause no, there's no. always so much going on.
0: This this and the other reason I'm excited for this. Now that I've seen the teaser, is it's very reminiscent of one of my favorite Tarantino films, which is Reservoir Dogs, where it's it's essentially eight guys, well, I think it's nine or ten guys, just chilling in this warehouse trying to figure out who the cop is. Yeah. Um and and Reservoir Dogs is an example of great Tarantino work because he didn't have any money. Yep. So he had to Think outside the box, and he had to just do that incredible dialogue and the great shot angles inside of this warehouse because it was the only thing they had. Um, as you think about it, Reservoir Dogs has like maybe four locations that they shot. They shot in the street. They
1: shot in the street briefly. Uh, there
0: was that opening in, in the, the restaurant. In the restaurant. Briefly,
1: top. from like, uh, there's a couple locations actually because oh, yeah, briefly, the street roof. shots like from people running or uh, shooting sequences like flashbacks
0: uh but like the main main stuff is like the the restaurant the street Mm. bathroom and uh, the the warehouse and then the warehouse and then the roof of the warehouse yes (laughs) uh so yeah this 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 movie looks like a spiritual successor to reservoir dogs where it's like it they're in this cabin not i none of the scenes in the teaser look like they were outside the cabin or at least outside the general maybe we'll get of the a cabin.
1: trailer and i will show more but i you know i'm fine with this being leaf, footage i see from this film
0: yeah yeah i I'm, mean i
1: know this uh while back like when this movie was if this movie's like Tarantino film been talks for years yep yep and, and at one
0: point he scrapped it yeah yeah
1: when the script leaked like he yep. said he was like, i'm not making this film anymore which i was heartbroken over
0: i still kind of wonder if that wasn't a bizarre uh, publicity stunt.
1: Um, knowing Tarantino, I just feel like he has a big ego, so he just got really he actually me, got upset about. It. Yeah. But that's then he realized true. like well, after they did the script reading, he's like, Oh, this is kinda dumb that I'm yeah. Plotting, might as well just make it begrudging people because of this. And like I don't I don't read the script. Like I don't read scripts when they no, leak. No, I
0: don't I don't usually read leaked scripts. I mean either. I know
1: like Django and Chain was leaked and people read it and they they loved it and then watching film i was like I just want to see the film.
0: Yeah, yeah. Any other like the reason I don't read scripts there's like any other director, um, it's going to change so much while yeah, shooting. Where Tarantino, Tarantino knows exactly what he wants on the page, uh, for the most part. I, I I mean, there was some minor changes in in Django, but not major, from what I was told. So, yeah, I'm I'm. Oh, I can't wait! That's coming out Chris, soon. Christmas, Christmas.
1: Day. Yep. Another Tarantino Christmas Day. Just
0: uh, it's becoming a family tradition to uh, me specifically, where I ditch my family, family and, go, and see... go see a Tarantino film. We did it last year. <laughs> We're doing it this year. Uh, well, we might have to make it a double feature because Star Wars comes out Christmas Day. No, it doesn't. Doesn't it? It comes out the seventeenth, bro. Seventeenth. Okay, seventeen. We're good. We're good. We're good. All right, that's good. So then I can see that. And then Christmas morning, hang out with the in-laws just long enough And you like, I got a show to go I to. Got a, I gotta, No, I can't tell, because I did mention that one time. Like, hey, we can go to the movies, right? And then that didn't go over too well. <laughs> so, but yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I can't wait. So, all right. Well, let's move on here to the first of two movies that at least I saw this weekend. Uh, I saw straight out of compton start Uh, with that first well yeah we're gonna start with straight out of compton um i'm not gonna read the synopsis because y'all y'all ignorant motherfuckers should already know wow the the biopic wow of (laughs) the the rap group nwa from the late 80s uh some say the originators of gangster rap. I would agree with that statement for the most part. As would I. It popularized
1: it yes. easily.
0: That's. Uh, let me go down the list here of people that are in this movie here, uh, or at least people I can pronounce. Uh, this movie stars O'Shea O'Shea? O'Shea Jackson Jr. Or, yeah, O'Shea Jackson Jr. Corey Hawkins. Jason Mitchell, Neil Brown Jr., uh, but most importantly, because a movie like this needs some an actor with weight, an actor with gravitas, an actor who has been and John dies at the end. Uh, Paul Giamatti uh, is also in this movie, and he's amazing in it. <laughs> that's that's um, why I would hope
1: for Paul Giamatti always gives 100. Oh yeah, exactly. even as like his short. Distinct in Amazing Spider-Man Two as the Rhino, he, he totally he, yeah. hams it up. Yeah, for fun. No,
0: but Paul Giamatti never, even if it's a paycheck film, never, never brings less than one hundred percent. This movie, I'm going to come off. This movie is incredible. It is amazing. It, like most epic biopics, it is nearly three hours long, and it is so worth that three hours. Um, oh, is it really that long? It is. It is two hours and, well, it was just here. What the hell is it? I think it's like, it's one hundred and forty-seven minutes.
1: Oh, okay, so two hours and like twenty-seven minutes. Okay. Yeah, so two That's and a half still, hours. Okay, it's still long.
0: Yeah. Um. The the actors they got to portray uh, the four main members, which is Ice Cube, Dr. Dre, Easy E, uh, and uh, MC Ren, are. Incred- it, it's like they went back in time. <laughs> the kid they got to play Doctor Dre looks exactly like Doctor Dre did back in '89. Same with Eazy-E, Ice Cube. It's a little, a bit of a stretch. Uh, and I'm gonna be completely honest. I didn't know what MC Ren look uh, <laughs> MC Ren looked like.
1: I mean, most people forget the fourth member. I feel yeah, like. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He kind of didn't go on to do much. Yeah, this movie. This movie is remarkable. It is. It. Uh, it. It basically starts out um showing where each of the members were before they started the group uh the chronicles like the the 89 tour um them breaking up and then the whole the whole like run of their like rivalry between Eazy-E and Ice Cube and how like mm-hmm. Ice Cube went off to do some really amazing stuff and Eazy-E kind of wavered a little bit um uh, and died until, pretty young yeah until he contracted uh HIV and died he was only thirty, I think, when he died. Okay. Oh, he's um, older than I thought. Yeah, he died in ninety four, I believe. Okay,
1: that makes sense then. Five,
0: yeah. ninety five. Um. So, yeah, and, and, and of course they bring in like Tupac and uh, Snoop Dogg and um, uh, Suge Knight. Like all these guys are in. Like not. How the actual... is the actor who played Snoop Dogg? Um, I will say this, the, the the actor who played Snoop Dogg, I'd never seen him before, no idea who he was, and they had to, uh, Keith, his name was, or is, Keith Stanfield. Um, dude did not look like Snoop. They should have just gotten Snoop and, like, did that age-backing stuff that they did for, no like, No one would have uh, cared if it was- yeah, if, like. if, if they would have just got Snoop Dogg and did the same thing they did in Ant-Man when they made Michael Douglas look young, they should have just done that. Uh, throw a little CGI in there, it would have been perfect.
1: So it was like an act, like you want to know Snoop Dogg unless they said, hey. No,
0: he's literally, is- he, like, the, I'm sitting in the uh, theater, and uh, Dre brings this you know young guy in, and he's like, oh yeah, this guy, this guy's great. Uh, uh, Suge Knight, let me introduce you to Snoop Doggy Dogg. And he's like, it starts trying to say he does sound a little bit like snoop but he looked nothing like it in fact it was so bad that a dude behind me just goes i had to hear him in the background what that ain't fucking snoop <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know we all kind of got a laugh out of that but i mean it's a powerful film um i don't think they 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 do touch on it a number of times about the the rodney king uh, beating and then uh, the the L.A. riots and they they talk about that and that has a lot to do with it. the The, the movie um is very poignant now considering what's going on in in the news with police brutality. Yep. Um, what because, a perfect
1: time to release this film. Oh
0: my god the the portrayal of what these guys lived through uh and had to go through living in compton it was like holy crap (laughs) like there's a scene where where ice cube is literally trying to walk across the street um and cops just roll up on him and like knock him to the ground and take him down and like he's like 16 or something like that um and his parents are there and his parents are coming for him and a cop like pulls a piece on him to tell him to get the fuck back and i'm like holy shit (laughs) but like none of it seems that far fetched it's just like wow that's crazy um so yeah it's a very it's a very powerful film uh like most biopics kind of kind of flubs the ending but that's like every biopic
1: i mean it's kind of hard the ending is
0: always hard because it's like well, where do you go like their story isn't over like it ends with the death of Eze. um death row records falling apart and like the very end it start it has uh dr dre starting aftermath but like that's the end it's just him starting aftermath and so like the end does feel weird because it's like well there's There's way more of of this story yet to go
1: but i guess you got to stop somewhere and you got to
0: stop somewhere i mean yeah it kind of ends with like like mc wren's story just kind of peters out like his career (laughs) um and then you know you have the death of E. Uh, ice at, at the end, Ice Cube is writing Friday. Um, and then Dre oh, I forgot goes, he wrote that. Yeah, and then Dre goes on to, to do Aftermath. So, like, the ending doesn't really stick it. But, again, almost all biopics, the end doesn't work out. I mean, like, the end of Patton doesn't really work. Uh, the end of Lawrence Arabia doesn't work. It's just they just end. Just yeah, like, well, we told the story and it's over. I
1: mean um, if you want to make an accurate story of like their life, it would, the movie would be a couple years long then, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Or they'd have to have like a, a film series like, oh, there's more to this.
0: Yeah, they're just followed up by like an HBO special or something. Um but yeah, it's incredible. It's really, really amazing. Uh Paul Giamatti does an incredible job. He plays their the producer who discovers them on uh, and and eventually kinda uses them um and is kind of a dick uh he he, he does an amazing job um yeah all, all all the performances are great the music oh my god the music's incredible not just nwa uh songs there but like they have a whole lot of like classic hip-hop um and and like r&b and shit like that like it's really really phenomenal so i i absolutely loved it um I read an article this weekend that talked about how it's going to be the the most deserving of a best picture that will be ignored by the Academy, and I agree completely.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, Academy's not gonna yeah, the, touch. Yeah,
0: it. yeah, they're not gonna touch it.
1: Although nowadays, since there's ten nominees, like same thing with Selma when they they just they'll give it a pity nomination by giving it nomination for best picture.
0: Right, and then it, it'll just it, which it'll just and be they won't around. get anything else though for it, but they'll no, just
1: get that. No.
0: Um, now the for is... the sorry uh, no, for the
1: concert scenes like. Do the actors themselves do the. Um, oh, no, like, dubbed? no,
0: it's, it's all dubbed. Okay. um, And rightfully so. I mean, there's very, I mean, very few. I mean, like, maybe. I mean, like, Va- Val Kilmer, when he did the uh, the Doors movie, he did all the singing for that, which is incredible.
1: Amazing. Um, amazing. But
0: very few actors can pull that shit off. Yeah, you can only um, expect so much. Right, yeah, one. exactly. Um, so. Now, the movie is causing some level of controversy, and I thought this was kind of horseshit, in my opinion. So, Universal released a statement to all movie theaters, stating that if they want, they can request additional security guards, and Universal will flip the bill. They're
1: just covering their grounds, I guess, because... I, I,
0: but it just feels so like i i don't understand why yes now they did they did cite that at the release of boys in the hood there was some incidences of violence i think nationwide if i read this correctly nationwide 55 people were injured one death which is a tragedy but in in a nationwide release <laughs> like Really? um, But it just feels like every time that Hollywood releases a movie centering around young African-American yep. men, they think it's going to incite race riots.
1: This is a whole other topic I can get into, but I do, don't want to get into this podcast. Mean, it, happened but, with,
0: it happened with New like, Jack City. Yep. Was in the hood. Do the right thing. They always say, like, this is going to cause rioting, and it never does. Uh, it, a, a, it
1: might cause a conversation, which is what this country needs to, needs have. to have yeah. Uh, well, a,
0: a a a a buddy of mine um, saw it. I I saw it at Penn Cinema. There was no like the, if there were security <laughs> guards there, I didn't see them. Uh, but a buddy of mine saw it at uh, a a Carmike theater. Yeah, and he said there were security guards standing, like armed. If I if I read it correctly, armed security guards standing in the back of the theater what? the whole time just standing there. And what I'm like, what's the like I'm really confused. I'm
1: so confused like why like
0: yeah, I don't I don't understand I don't understand where they're justifying it from.
1: Like because I, they think black people are going to like is that
0: I I mean I guess you know because I don't, I don't you know, know
1: cuz it's it's not white people shooting up theaters nowadays or anything. Oh, wait,
0: wait, yes it is. <laughs> yeah. Or um,
1: or this I, I saw on like Twitter people people bring up issues of like people going like Oh, this just so celebrates thug violence and stuff. But it's like, well, look at American Sniper of people worshipping that movie, even though it glorifies a... Well, that's another issue, but yeah, that's yeah. another aspect that's not so pretty. Either. They
0: actually, they actually address because that was something laid at the feet of N.W.A. was that you're glorifying uh, gang violence, and they they bring that up in the movie of just like, no, we're not glorifying it. It's just a part of our lives, and that's which what is we're, why I'm um, like really sing- see this movie. Yeah, that's what we're rapping about is what we see every day, which is this. Um, but I mean, yeah, the, the 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 whole guard thing is just that's that's everything will obnoxious be obnoxious and 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 just stupid. Um, and I was really happy to see that there wasn't any of that at Penn Cinema. And again, the, like the the movie doesn't glorify anything. The movie just puts it out there of like, yes, this happened. And isn't this awful? Like, that's pretty much. There's it. like
1: more like controversial movies that have come out than this movie. I don't know oh, why it's. Yeah, exactly. God, it just seems like kind of like a a race, uh, like a racial thing, which I, I'm not. I, yeah. i on seeing I can... this eventually. I don't know if I'll see it this week, but I definitely will we, like yeah, to see it it's, then. It's
0: incredible. Um, I absolutely loved it. So. All right. Well, moving on to our feature presentation. We saw the Man from U.N.C.L.E. in the early 1960s. CIA agent Napoleon Solo and KGB operative Ilya Korakin—you
1: nailed it, buddy! Really? Hot damn! I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I'm no just, just participating in a along. joint
0: mission against a mysterious criminal organization, which is working to get nuclear weapons. This movie is directed by Guy Ritchie, who I love. Uh, did Sherlock Holmes lock, stock, and two smoking barrels? Snatch. Snatch. Um, great director, in my opinion. Yes, I agree. Uh, movie stars: Ar- Army Hammer, Henry Cavill, Elizabeth DeBecky Hugh Grant, Jared Harris, and Alisa Caner.
1: She was the girl from uh Ex Machina earlier this uh,
0: year. I, I still haven't seen Ex Machina yet. Really? I'm working on it. I'm working we'll, on it. We'll watch it. I sometime. missed it in theaters. I gotta I, I thought gotta, you saw it in theaters. It's a I gotta, that's I gotta, a great I gotta film. rent it on Google Play. Um so Michael, why don't you uh why don't you start us off here? What did you think? What did you think of the man from Uncle?
1: It was uh this was the movie I wasn't like yeah, really pumped up to see. It was like more of a movie that like was just gonna come out. I was like, I guess I'll go see that. And I really enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Just it was just it, like it was this fun spy, a fun spy film. Which this year has been great for spy films.
0: This year has been incredible for spy films, and I'm loving it. Um, now I did not see the TV show Man mm. from Uncle. I didn't even know it was I a not. show until this movie was announced. I didn't.
1: I was going to do more research about, it, but the one thing I do know, which I remember reading on Red is that people said. Uh, this movie reminded them of Archer, and Archer is pretty much, like, parodies, like, the Man from Uncle TV series. So that's really? why I do like that do, vibe. I, yeah,
0: I was getting that vibe. I recently got into Archer, um, during my stint at home, <laughs> I was like, uh, th- th- this dude I work with named Jim, who's a, uh, avid listener of the podcast, um was on my ass to watch Archer. He's like, You gotta watch it. It's, it's a great like, show. Oh, I'll get around to it. I'll get around to it. I don't know. It doesn't look that great, but he says it's good. And I started watching it, I think I finished the whole series in like three days. Unbelievable. Very um, believable. I mean there's short episodes. Yeah. But uh so yeah, the whole time that um uh solo was was talking and doing his thing. I'm just like, wow, this dude comes off as Archer. So I could totally see that Archer is like he's a just a parody. very like
1: James Bond like James Bondish like kind of like guy. Just like
0: he's like James Bond, but like to another degree of just womanizing and and, and played by a British
1: actor who has a. Fine American accent.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I think all of these actors were British.
1: But, yeah, I guess you, um, I guess you in Hollywood have you Harris- have to learn how to have an American accent.
0: Yeah, Jared Harris, who uh, he played Moriarty in Game of Shadows, and he's very British, <laughs> and he played the 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 American CIA uh, handler. Oh yeah, that is right. Um, yeah, I, I I had mixed feelings about this movie for for two, for for a couple different reasons. One, I think I would have enjoyed it more if I had not seen Mission Impossible first. If that I had is seen true. This movie before Mission Impossible, I would have liked it a lot more, and then it just would have ramped it up with with Mission Impossible. Um, that being said, they are two very different films. Be exp- specifically, one is more one centered
1: is, on action pieces, where yeah. this one is like doesn't has very like minor action sequences. I say it still has action, but like. There's no like huge action ac- no, sequence in film, no. which is what I, I kind of liked. How it was like, right, yeah. Low key definitely, like that. definitely
0: downplayed in that area, which was good. And the whole like 60s aesthetic is really great because you know in in uh, uh, all the Mission Impossible, depending on which era they came out, they have the 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 highest grade tech available. Well, this is in the 60s, so everything is you know low tech. Or their their version of high tech is something that we've had since then. Um, I also loved the humor in this movie. It's a very oh, funny movie very for funny. being a spy thriller. It it is very funny. Um, I I especially love that scene <laughs> where uh, Solo gets out, you know, dives out out of that boat chase, oh, that- and then finds this truck just sitting there. And he and he climbs and he's gonna leave and then he sees a, a packed lunch with some some fine Italian wine and and just. some great you know uh, fruit and vegetables and a sandwich and he just sits down there and has himself a lunch the whole time the boat chase <laughs> <laughs> is the going boat on case behind going behind on him, and it's it's going really bad uh, for the the KGB guy <laughs> like, and
1: he has a change of heart
0: <laughs> yeah yeah and then he just dri- drives that truck oh my god it was hilarious. Um, Yeah, that, that, I really, I really did enjoy that sequence. I thought that was hilarious. Um, yeah, this movie, this movie does have, this movie has a lot of just great, I'm trying to even think of the word, like, like just the sets were really well designed. It has that great Guy Ritchie feel. The costumes,
1: oh man, the costumes were,
0: oh yeah, yeah, they were spot, spot on. Um, a few things that didn't really hit the mark for me, they did kind of have that uh, romance thing go on. Uh, the that was a bit, little, yeah. I that, fe- that felt a little forced. Um, yeah, I do agree with that. Felt like the, the probably a producer <laughs> somewhere was like, we got to have a love interest. All right, well. I guess we'll kind of have one. We'll kind of have one. Um, the... <laughs> The one doctor, like the torture. Yes. Doctor, the ex Nazi. That dude was That dude was like that whole sequence, that whole torture, quote unquote torture sequence, because there really isn't anything. There's nothing like disturbing in this one. No, I think isn't. it's a PG 13. It's very
1: lighthearted at times. Yeah, it's
0: PG 13, yeah. Um, but there is a scene where there, there there's a doctor who is an ex Nazi. Uh, who is specialized in, in in torture and interrogation, and he acts all crazy and like cool and precise and just very measured amount of nuts, um. And then instantly the tables turn, and he's just like, "I'll tell you anything you want. I don't fucking care. I'll give everything away. Just please, don't hurt me."
1: That whole se- how that sequence plays out is was absolutely hilarious. Oh yeah, me. yeah. The, th- the theater was loved rolling. Loved how well. We were the only people in the theater, essentially. So,
0: oh, that's right, we were.
1: There was one person behind us, but we were, we were, we were laughing.
0: That's right. I forgot that was. We did see it on a weird. I think we saw it opening night.
1: Well, not many people apparently did see this movie according to the box
0: office, which is really? a shame. Oh, that's upsetting. But
1: uh, especially
0: because uh, they they leave it wide open
1: for an obvious sequel. I want that sequel so bad. I want to see them do more missions. Yep. Yep.
0: I um, I will say this: the. There, there, there was a little bit of a predictability to it, to a certain degree. There, there yeah, were, there were certain scenes where I was like, "All right, I, I can see where we're going with this, and I think this is." But that's not necessarily that's a not, bad. I thing. mean, that's most movies nowadays. That I That's true. You can only you can only do so much. Army, uh,
1: Army Hammer. Am I pronouncing that right? Army, Army Hammer. Yeah, his Russian accent is really good. Yeah, yeah, it like is. that was that's a huge for me. Like, obviously. Actors have the fake accents all the time, but like, he does. That... He does
0: a really good Russian accent. Yes,
1: it's absolutely incredible.
0: So, Michael, you had you had stated actually while we were at the theater that you thought this was going to be a problem, like that there was going to be a uh, an article written because this movie was coming out at the same time as uh, yep. Straight Out of Compton. Did you find your article? Did you find it? You said you were going to look.
1: No, no, I did not find my article. But then I did stay today. I was, I guess, I was more surprised that it, like Straight Out Compton, did so well, which I thought was a really good thing because it made, made fifty-six million dollars this weekend. Which Damn. Straight Out Compton is an R-rated film, which is already, already not getting the box office. Yeah, it's going to diminish your it box office. Stars a mostly primary black cast yep. of unknown actors. Yep. Yep. So, which doesn't have Will Smith or Denzel in it, which is like <laughs> that's the two what, black what actors we'll 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 see in theaters. And God, that's it, so depressing. I know it is, but it just dominated the box office, which is great. Maybe. I think that's great. That I, I just wish this movie would succeed as well in its own right. Just yeah, because this one I want a sequel to.
0: Yeah, exactly. You can't really do. You're not doing a straight out of Compton sequel. Um, yeah, I I. I was really, really enjoyed this too. Uh, uh, like you said, just, just as, just as a spy thriller to just like sit back, relax. I mean, there there are some twists and turns, but nothing too crazy. Um,
1: nope, just a simple spy flu- uh, thriller that yep, you can just enjoy.
0: Yep. That the car chase in the beginning, which is fucking crazy. <laughs>
1: yeah, it was. Uh, you see it briefly in the trailers, but it just it's a long, it's a longer sequence than I thought. It's just. So enjoyable to watch.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was really good. Um, why don't we? Uh, why don't we slap a rating on this puppy here? I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it uh bu- No, let's see. I'm gonna give it eight out of ten tracking devices Mother that fucker. they put on. Motherfucker! That they put mine. on. I just love that he's just, just finding tracker after tracker. The tracker scene is device. amazing. Yep. Uh you
1: you took uh you took my rating. That was what I was gonna say. <laughs> I, had to, I
0: had to jump on that quick, son. Then...
1: I'm gonna give it a two out of two uh atomic bombs.
0: Atomic bombs that well, we don't want to spoil it, but uh yeah. You'll yeah, understand what you Yeah, you say <laughs> two out of two atomic no, wait, bombs. No,
1: I I changed mine. I'll give it uh five out of uh the six or eight uh reflective glasses and the in the yes. atomic
0: bomb. Yep, yep, the the, the, the tracking glasses. All right, well, that about wraps it up here for us on End of the Critic. Uh, next week, another theater film.
1: Woo! Sorry, those who don't like spending money.
0: Sorry, people. shit-out of luck. It's just easier this way for now. There's films
1: that, there's still films to see. But it's coming near the end.
0: Yeah, yeah. I pretty, mean, so
1: we're pretty, not going to review the Hitman movie, I promise you. We're not going to make you no, spend money. No, God, no, I'm not
0: sitting through that garbage.
1: I'm not sitting through paying for another
0: Hitman movie. Uh, but the next movie we're going to see is American Ultra, uh, which looks hilarious. It's uh, written
1: by uh, Max Landis, who wrote C- Chronicle. Yep. And he's done a lot of short films, on like short things on YouTube, like Wrestling is a Wrestling and the Death of Superman. Highly recommend checking them out.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, so we're going to see that. Yeah, we're going to do that next week. So... <laughs> Uh, All right, well, until next time, I'm Chris Klump. And I'm Michael K. All right, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.